Scripture. I'm Jordan Shambly, joined by Cedra Sarton and Teddy James is He's back. back. <laughs> Everybody, there's, yeah. there's been this void and people have been like, okay, so now we got a girl on the team yeah. and TJ's gone. So you have gone. a prettier replacement for TJ. No, that's, no. that's what it is. Man, I no, put in on. zero effort into my look, I promise you, <laughs> zero effort. If you don't know who Teddy James is or TJ as we call him often. Um, he is the originator of of Share Truth Plus Scripture. He's the originator of Engage Magazine and also of the Orange Letter Campaign, which is sort of a cornerstone of what we do here at Engage Magazine. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, before we get into that, TJ, why don't you tell us what you've been doing since you've been with us here? Yeah, so... Um yeah, since I left here? Yeah. Said, yeah, because that was just uh, yeah, a couple months no, ago. just today. Yeah, just today. Um, no, so I've been working with a nonprofit ministry called uh, Media Gratia, yeah. uh, which in English is the means of grace. Mm-hmm. And so we produce multimedia Bible studies. Uh, we actually started, Media Gratia started as a part of, uh, of American Family Association. Right. Um, and then a couple years ago became an independent ministry. Uh, but they, we create uh, Behold Your God. We have mm-hmm. two of those out, Behold Your God, Rethinking God Biblically, and Behold Your God, The Weight of Majesty. Uh, and right now, it's really cool. So we just wrapped filming on a project called the Puritan Documentary. Oh, wow. So we've got guys like um, Albert Moeller, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin DeYoung, mm-hmm. uh, J.I. Packer, um, John Piper. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> there's, there's 21 contributors to this film. Uh, and there's going to be a whole bunch of information. You can find out more, puritandocumentary.com. Yeah. Uh, and you can also go to mediagratia.org or uh, just to make it really easy because nobody knows how to spell Media Gratia. <laughs> uh, you can also go to themeansofgrace.org. That's, that should that's make a it great easier. idea. Yeah, because people should be able to spell that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Latin, so it's, nobody knows how to Latin. spell Latin. Yeah, we don't know Latin anymore. Anyway, so we're talking about the Orange Lara campaign this year. Uh, we're we're doing something different. We're going to, as we always do, we focus on another a group of Christians who have been persecuted, have been suffering for the sake of Christ. Uh, this year, we're working with Uncharted Ministries, and we're going to reach the Nigerian widows um, who have been suffering from persecution by terrorist groups um, and have have lost family members and and husbands to that. Um, but take us let's let's go back to the beginning of all of this. Um, our first ever. Uh, Orange Letter campaign. I vividly remember it. It, mm-hmm. it was it was an experience that I, I it kind of captured my imagination mm-hmm. um, as as to what we could do um, and and um, the things that the the church the body of Christ when they get together and and they and they move as one the things that can happen is just really amazing. Well, tell us a little bit about how those things came to be. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I was working here at American Family Association, Mom. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my primary goals or primary responsibilities was writing in the journal. Yeah. Jordan, you also oh, uh, wrote yeah. for the journal. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so um, I was just simply doing an article. I had read a book called Killing Christians, Living the Faith mm-hmm. Where It's Not Safe to Believe uh, by a guy named Tom Doyle. Right. And I read this book. And if you know, so here's the thing. At, at AFA, we get a ton of books right. just sent to us constantly. <laughs> and there's literally, we have two tables out mm-hmm. uh where there's just free books, yeah. and and I love to read, so I would always <laughs> grab books. Um, 
but I picked this one up particularly, and I read it in one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked to Randall about it, and he said, yeah, let's do a review of this book. I said, all right, that's great. So I read it mm-hmm. in one day and said, no, 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 not just a review. I want to do a full feature-length article right. on this book and interview the author. So I interviewed Tom Doyle. Great interview. Mm-hmm. The guy is just so yeah. passionate um, about serving Christians worldwide. And he said, wouldn't it be cool? He said, here's the thing. When ISIS beheaded the 21 Coptic Christians mm-hmm. back in, what was that, 2015? 2015, yeah, I think so. Somewhere yeah. um, he said, look, I'm actually going to meet mm-hmm. with the widows of the men who were beheaded. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool mm-hmm. if, which everything starts with wouldn't it be cool. Yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he said, wouldn't it be cool if, if AFA and engaged supporters mm-hmm. could write letters? Mm-hmm. I've got a team. I can translate these letters from English into Egyptian or, or whatever language it needs to be, um, and then I would hand deliver mm. them to these to these widows and to these children who yeah. lost their their fathers. So we did that. Um, it was really like a last minute thing because he only had a couple of weeks before he was leaving. Mm. So we had to rush and get everything yeah. together, yeah. and we pushed it. We did a hard push uh, on the radio mm-hmm. uh, on all of our platforms. I think that year we got three thousand letters. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> it really was just a kindness of the Lord that mm-hmm. came in and just, you know, took our, our paltry efforts, our last minute efforts, and God just mm-hmm. multiplied mm-hmm. Uh, and just did an incredible work. And, and like you, Jordan, that's one of those experiences in life that I will never, never forget. Right. Yeah, I yeah. remember I remember when that happened, though, and seeing the images of these mm. 21 men on their knees wearing these orange jumps jumpsuits mm-hmm. and as they're they're being beheaded for their faith and they're refusing to back down they're refusing to an- renounce Christ mm-hmm. and just one by one they're being beheaded and, uh, and you see images like that um my mom for as long as I can remember she's gotten the voice of the martyrs for a, for a long right. time the magazine yeah. and, and you see these images of people that are being persecuted so heavily and you're like um, I wish I could do something like I wish I could, you know, I wish I could, you know, put my arms around these people. Yeah. I, I wish they can know that I'm praying for them. Um, and so that was just kind of mm. a really awesome thing that came about when you first came up and like, hey, guys, <laughs> here's an idea. Right. And here's a way that we can mm-hmm. personally, you know, mm-hmm. praying for them is is a huge thing and it's really great. And I mm-hmm. think you should do it. But here's how they can know that you're they're being prayed for and that they're loved by Christians on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. And that was just such a huge, like an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that, that I was so encouraged by, um, so I kind of uh, maybe wasn't right, but I peeked and I, I read some of the letters, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, before we sent them off to, yeah. uh, to Tom to translate. And it was so encouraging. Um, it you know, it's it's so easy for us to say, "Oh, well, I'm I'm here in America, and and mm. you know, let me tell you how great life is here." Right. Um, but there really was none of that. It was very much of like, "This is the scripture I'm praying for you. This is what I'm praying for you. Know that you are not forgotten. Mm. Know that your mm-hmm. story is being told, and and your story is is encouraging to us in America, mm-hmm. uh, and it's also convicting to us in America." And so there was this great just outpouring of of encouragement mm-hmm. to these to these women and i remember tom uh so after he went and he delivered the letters um he said that l- many of the ladies because they they did it nice right yeah. so they had these letters and they tied them up in a mm-hmm. box with a bow and, and made it a nice thing mm-hmm. 
Well, the women, when, when they were told what these letters were, they just clutched them to their chest. Oh, yeah. Right. And it was, somebody remembers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, mm. it, it, it's one thing to go through a tragedy. And, and even though the story of martyrdom um, it is a story of victory. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real. When you give your life for the faith, uh, that is not a defeat. That is a victory. But it's still a tragedy. Mm-hmm. There's still a loss there. The, mm-hmm. These women lost their husbands. These children lost their fathers. To know that their stories were not forgotten. Mm-hmm. When you go through a tragedy, it's one thing to go through it. But it's another thing to go through a tragedy alone. Mm-hmm. And these women realized they're not alone. Yeah. And I think that's one of the one of the endearing things of the the Orange Letter campaign. Yeah, and and it is interesting too that when when the, when the body of Christ comes together and and there's this um, the giving of ourselves to each other um, through even even if it's like see just said a hug you just want to hug them or you send them a letter or you pray for them it's it's the this a ministry to the whole body. So it's not just you ministering to them. You're being ministered to. Yeah, um, absolutely. Through, through the Holy Spirit, he's working in you as you are working to minister to these people. And that's something that I felt personally. I'm like, when, when I heard, like you said, when Tom came back to us and talked about what happened when, when he delivered those letters, I just it, it, the, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. And um, we went into that a little bit too. We wrote some articles about um, just reflections on uh, the Orange Letter campaign and the journey, journey that it took us on and the awareness of um, how it made us more aware of the unity that there is, uh, even though there's cultural differences, even though there's uh, language barriers, um, and they're coming from all sorts of different um, places that we do have the one Savior. Mm-hmm. And um, our, the persecution that we face or we might face um, in, our, in our context, it doesn't seem like, it doesn't, it, it almost seems like we're not on the same level as they are. But when we, but when we um, remember them, when we pray for them, all of the, the differences are taken away, and you realize that common denominator of Christ, it becomes, becomes the only reality. Yeah, it really breaks down those barriers. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the, these people, I guess, just knowing that we were willing to, you know, just kind of, yeah. you know, break down the language barrier and whatever else there may be, the, the distance, and, mm-hmm. and still reach out to them. And I know that when, like when tom told us how everything went mm-hmm. just feeling like it didn't as much for me mm-hmm. as it you know as it did for them I, I felt like just knowing that um how these women reacted mm-hmm. yeah and you know i think that so much of it it's not we're so encouraged by their reaction mm-hmm. and and there's two sides of that one um their reaction, but also the reaction of the people here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was very much, there were hearts broken yeah. uh, in the letters that were sent and just saying, it, I think one of the things that the Orange Letter campaign accomplished was that it helped people realize that we are a Christian body. Mm-hmm. We're not multiple Christian bodies <laughs> spread out across multiple countries. Right. Um, Egypt doesn't have a Christian body in America, a Christian body. Mm-hmm. There's one Christian body. And when one part of the body suffers, mm-hmm the whole body suffers. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel that, there's something wrong mm-hmm. within you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we're reminded in the scripture to, to lift each other up in prayer. And um, you can see when Paul would write to a church that was undergoing persecution, he would say, I thank God for you, you know, under mm. under this 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 uh, weight of persecution that you're in, that you're flourishing that. And, and, and to me, like one of the, one of the, the really really amazing things that was that I saw was that we do have this ability now to reach, a, and it's so easy. I mean, most of the time it's easy to reach across 
all these barriers that we talked about into fellowship with one another yeah. in a way that was never possible for Paul wrote his letters. We have them as, as the epistles and, but we can, we can in, in a sense do the same thing. We can write to these, we can, we can fellowship with other believers in these other places and the unity can be felt more mm-hmm. in, in a practical sense now than it ever has before. Mm-hmm. And um, we, it, it's good for us to do that. It's good for us to not forget um, our brothers and sisters in Christ who are living in other places, who are undergoing persecution in a way that we might not ever experience. Um, and that's what we'll talk about in the next segment. We'll talk about persecution, why it matters, why we should be concerned, um, and maybe a little bit of what's going to happen in the next Orange Letter campaign. So thanks for watching uh, and listening, and we hope to see you in the next episode.